It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This is the Locked On Reds podcast on a Thursday. I'm James Rapine, and it is great to be with you on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked On Reds. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and every single podcast posted along with articles at LockedOnReds.com. The Reds are looking for another manager, and that might mean Jim Riggleman. That might mean John Farrell. Heck, that might mean a, a bunch of different guys. You know who it's not going to be? Barry Larkin. More on that uh, in, in a few minutes here. And something, uh, an interesting theory I heard today, which makes some sense. Um, but, but I want to start with the Reds' managerial search. Because to me, this Reds team... The, the way I've watched them, what they've done, and I mean, they've lost seven of nine. Um, they've lost five straight against Miami and Kansas City. I think the Reds right now are playing their way or playing their way out of, of Jim Riggleman getting this job. The, this Reds team has given up. This Reds team is not going all in. This Reds team is looking at the end and sort of like me, and I got to be honest, sort of like me is looking at this Reds season and like, man, is it over yet? Is it over yet? Because, you know, I'm, I'm so much more excited to, to talk about free agency and, and kind of a, a Reds hot stove of what moves they're going to make, what trades they, they could make, and, and how they could rebuild this roster and who they could move and who they could do this with and who they... I don't really care if they win or, or not this weekend. And they're off today, but I, I don't really care. And I'm not sure you do either. I'm really not like, do you really care if the Reds lose all three games to Pittsburgh? It would sting because they'd be two games worse than they've been over the past two seasons. They'd finish 66-96. and 96. Huh. Um, but will you feel different if they finish 69-93 and 93 or 66-96? and 96? Like, to me... They're a dumpster fire. They're a mess. And part of that mess is the manager that they have now in Jim Riggleman. I just don't see the scenario where I would bring back Riggleman as the manager. I just don't. It doesn't feel like he's the guy. It would be like, like if they hire Riggleman, to me what it's saying is that they know they're going to lose. And they know the rebuild is going to continue and they want him to be a placeholder. He's not the guy. 
Well, how many times this year have I come on here and said, I want to figure out who can be on the Reds when they win? Who can be a part of a winning Reds team? I mean, that's been, I've said that so damn much over this season. And I'll tell you, and honestly, it's easier to say who's not going to be a part of it. It's easier to cross people off. Homer Bailey, not going to be a part of it, right? I mean, it's just real easy. Matt Harvey shouldn't be a part of it. We'll see what happens this offseason. And either way, I, d- I don't think he'll be a part of it. Jim Riggleman should not and will not be a part of it. This Reds team is fifth in the NL Central. The other four teams have a above 500 record. It's going to take a while. This is not going to be an overnight process. The Reds could add this pitcher, that whole Dallas Keiko. Oh my goodness, what if they get Keiko? Then they might win 70 games next year. But what if they get Keiko and Matt Harvey has a career year and Luis Castillo? Then they win 73? <laughs> this Reds team's a ways away. And to me, the thing that bothers me the most about watching them recently, and I'm not even going to pretend like I've watched every inning of every game because I haven't. But when I have, it's clear. They've given up. From what I've heard, and yes, from people who would know within the organization, they've given up. They're having issues. They're limping to the finish line. And that sucks. That sucks because, to be quite honest, Thursday was their last win to start the Miami series against the Marlins. They have five games against opponents with with losing records left before Pittsburgh. Let's say they would have won four out of those next five. Right? Let's say they'd be at 70 wins right now. They'd be 70 and 90. And then you have three games... And I think I just got that math, 70 and 90, 70 and 89, excuse me. And then you'd have three games left. Imagine if they would have took two or three from Pittsburgh. Imagine if they would be 70, have 72 wins. It would just feel so, it would feel different if they got over that 70 win mark. At the beginning of the year, it's not like I expected this team to be good. If you've listened to Locked on Reds, I said at best 75 wins. They're nine away from that. And they're not like that's it's just it's crazy. I thought Pittsburgh was going to be bad. They're not. They're above 500. So for me, what I think Dick Williams, president of baseball operations, uh, Dick, uh, I almost said Dick Crawl, Nick Crawl, the general manager, what I think they need to do is one, convince Bob Castellini that they were hired for a reason and that they need to do their job. That's the first thing. Two, I think that this organization should probably clean house. I would get rid of a lot of the guys that are kind of a part of this losing culture now. Losing culture. You know who's part of the losing culture? Homer Bailey, gone. Matt Harvey, the moment he got uh, faced a bunch of adversity in New York, he acted like a clown. I don't need him here. He's not a leader. Gone. Billy Hamilton... Yeah, you're exciting. Yeah, you're a fan favorite. Woo! Has only played for a lose. I, I'd probably trade him. I'd probably trade him. This team needs to rid itself of a culture that has been here now for years. 
Because people like me, millennials, I'm 27 years old. If they grew up as a Reds fan, think about this. My favorite Reds team was a team that did not make the playoffs. The 99 Reds, they were so much fun. 96 and 66, they play the one-game playoff against the Mets and lose. The first time I remember the Reds going to the playoffs was 2010. 2010. I was 19 years old. And, and the Jay Bruce walk-off and all that, and then they go to the playoffs, get knocked out. Next year, underwhelm, don't go to the playoffs. And then I had two more years, and then that was it. In my lifetime, they've made the playoffs 95, 2010, 2012, 2013. I mean, this team is bad. This team is bad. And I, I don't know how they're going to turn it around with who they have. With Imagine if they promoted Jim Riggleman and, and he's the guy. And then Matt Harvey's re-signed, and Scooter Jeanette gets re-signed. Where are you upgrading? Where are you getting better? Where are you improving? To me, and I tweeted this yesterday, time is a flat circle. Like, it, it just seems like we're going round and round and round they go, and this Reds team can't get out of its own way. It just can't. The, the Reds organization, in 2014, it was a disappointing year. They won 76 games. I know Reds fans that would give up their pinky finger for them to be that competitive. I mean, this team is dreadful. They need multiple starting pitchers. I'm not really sure who's running things. And overall, I don't think Jim Regelman should be the manager, and yet I have a feeling that it's going to be him. I also heard John Farrell is a serious, serious candidate for it. I get he comes from Boston. I have my concerns there, though. Oh, he's got a World Series ring. Sure, and he had a great payroll. Will he be able to manage here and manage this team to success? I'm not sure. So whoever you're hiring for a manager, are they just a placeholder again like Brian Price was? That might very well be the case. Brace yourself, Reds fans. I'm not sure this is going to end anytime soon. This rebuild might be never-ending, and it might take a long time. And this offseason is huge, and the Reds, uh, how much more do they know about their pitching than they did at the start of the season? Luis Castillo's pretty good. Anthony DiScafani's good when he's healthy. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. So they're probably going to have to bring in a couple. I still don't think that makes them that good. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Up next, Barry Larkin. I was talking to my broadcast partner, Mo Egger, on ESPN 1530 today, and he had something interesting to say about the idea that Barry Larkin turned down the Reds. I'll discuss that next as the Lockdown Reds podcast rolls on. Yeah, I was talking with Mo today on ESPN 1530. I'm on every single day, noon to one with him. It's called Cincy 360, and we're discussing all things local sports. And one thing that came up was Barry Larkin and the idea that he turned the Reds down. And yesterday, if you listen to the podcast, that's what I talked about that exact thing. Like, yeah, if I'm Barry, I'd turn the Reds down too. But Mo doesn't buy it. Mo thinks that the Reds had got rubbed the wrong way by him saying, yeah, I want the manager job. I want to be the Reds' next manager someday. Not right now. But, but remember when he went public with that? Back in, heck, I think it was March. Apparently that rubbed people the wrong way inside the Reds' organization. And I think that's interesting um, for a variety of reasons. But I would still interview him. 
Like, if that's the reason, I would have interviewed him anyway. I mean, let's be honest here. Isn't it pretty obvious what most of us, what most of our aspirations are? My aspirations, my goals are are simple. I, I mean, radio show, television, writing. I, I want to do it all in sports media. So you don't think my current employer knows instead of being on noon to one every day, I'd love to be on for three hours. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. You, you don't think that. If a television if television station came and said, hey, James, we'd love to have you on weekly for this, or we'd love to have you on daily for this, or we'd love for you to just, of course I'd listen. So this idea that Barry Larkin putting it out there that he wants to be the, the next Reds manager is such a bad thing. I get it. It would rub Brian Price the wrong way, but did did anyone think that that Brian Price, him coming back wasn't awkward to begin with? To me... If I'm the Reds, I wouldn't decline anyone. I would, oh, Barry, you want to, uh, you want an interview? Okay. And that's where I have trouble believing that the Reds, this was the Reds call. Now, on the flip side, I also have trouble believing that Barry just declined them. And here's why. There's been plenty of interviews in my life that I've taken. Knowing, going in that there's a 99% chance I, I don't want the job. But the reason you take the interview, the way the reason you listen to someone's pitch is is relatively simple. You, you want to interview them. You want to see what it's all about. You want more information. And so if you're Barry, why would you turn something down when you probably want more information? When you could see what it's like to interview with the Reds. So I, I go back and forth on this. I don't know exactly what happened. I think it's quite interesting. I also think it's interesting that Marty Brenneman, you heard it on yesterday's podcast, said, yeah, he'd bet on Barry Larkin at some point being the the manager of the Cincinnati Reds. Obviously not next season. And if that's the case, and if the Reds feel that way, well, then you may promote a John Farrell, promote Jim Riggleman, and have them become a placeholder within the organization for the next season, maybe two, before Barry takes over. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. We do this every single day. We're going to get going. We're going to get back at it. We got out of rhythm, and that is on me. But uh, second day in a row, back at it tomorrow, final weekend of Reds baseball at Great American Ballpark. You can find cheap, cheap, cheap seats with the Vivid Seats app. Check out Vivid Seats. Use promo code Locked On. Get the hook up there. I'm James Erpine. Have a great night until tomorrow. And we'll get you all set for the Reds' last series of the 2018 season. I'm James Rapine. Thanks for listening today on the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.